Hello, everybody, and Gentry is back with another podcast with us. Today, we're talking about desensitization. Everybody try saying that. Desensitization? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Close. Gentry, you've got it. Desensitization. Nope. Desensitize. See, the, where, is it an I? Is it not? Is desensitization. You got it. Okay. Go ahead. Desensitization. I got it. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're wondering if we're crazy, there was just an issue where we couldn't say it. Now we can. Not me. I was sort fine. of. But I'm not going to promise that I won't have an issue with saying it by the end of this podcast. <laughs> I would just prefer to say desensitize yourself. For self-defense. Yes. Purposes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it's time for our opening theme. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. So for our ad portion of the podcast, we're going to be recognizing faithandfreedomclothing.com. If you use our coupon code, you get 15% off with Impact Defense. And yes, they have nice (coughs) t-shirts. Lots of sniffing going on the side of the table. I'm getting over a sinus infection. I know, I'm joking. Don't be so sensitive. Desensitize yourself. (laughs) every day that an attempted kidnapping has a happy ending um but a man attempted to kidnap a 13 year old girl shopping with her mother at a dollar general store in florida in the video the man appears to be going about his business at first then he stops his cart walks over to the girl and attempts to drag her kicking and screaming out of the store luckily her mother was able to follow closely behind and eventually tackle her child and use her own body weight to prevent the girl from being dragged out of the store. Call it motherly instinct or quick thinking, but she didn't flinch in her drive to protect the girl. One might wonder if sheer shock of sudden brazen daylight or of such a brazen daylight kidnapping would steal a few seconds before a person could process a situation like that, but this mom jumped right in. He was... The man attempted to flee the store, but luckily um, an off-duty deputy happened to be outside and he was able to remove the man from his vehicle and place him under arrest but yeah the mom didn't even flinch she just jumped out and tackled her child to the ground and kept her there so the man couldn't drag her out i mean if you don't think you can tackle the man i guess tackling your child works Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was slightly, like, distracted by, I noticed that the more you're reading the news stories, the more you're coming to that cadence of, like, a news reporter. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty spot on that time, actually. Um, it was a good story. I'm very glad to hear that mother was able to tackle her child and, and keep her, keep her child. But um, there's a lot of the facts that I missed because I was totally distracted by the cadence of which you were reading it. Man drags 13-year-old, 13-year-old mother tackles, or 13-year-old's mother tackles 13-year-old and holds her on the ground so that the man can't drag her away, and then an off-duty cop arrests the dude. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Sorry, I, d- I didn't mean to get distracted. It was good. Mm-hmm. Don't be so sensitive. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, confused I'm, as to why we're not moving on yet. We're talking about sensitivity. Now we're talking about desensitization. Same thing. All right. What's the same thing? Exactly. You just want to see how many how many <laughs> times you can mess me up on that word. Okay. Me mess you up? Yeah, I mess myself up. <laughs> so, we are discussing desensitizing yourself for a self-defense situation. Why would... Okay, let me ask you all this. I've been through some training like this where we do this. Why... Why is this kind of stuff important? Why do y'all think this is important? Because it's not always that easy to just jump into a situation when something like unexpected happens, like a man just decides to snatch your child. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. that mom, she's in the minority of people who are able to like think right in the moment, mm-hmm. chase the guy down, and do mm-hmm. something, even mm-hmm. if she didn't have any training, because she didn't go to tackle the guy or anything. She went straight to, like, grab her kid. And so she just tackles her child to the ground because she knows that she can at least... Mm-hmm. Make him have to carry two people away instead right. of just one. That was yeah. actually, that was really, really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's not that easy to think like that on the spot or come up with something. So desensitizing yourself makes it a whole lot easier to think a whole lot clearer. And if you're not, if you're not dealing with the same level of shock um, or if you're at least able to work through the shock and adrenaline, you're in a way better spot than most people because most situations don't go quite that way. Mm-hmm. Just the adrenaline itself causing you to shut down is you've got to desensitize yourself to the shutting down. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I, I think that would kind of yeah. be the first level. Yeah, uh, you know, desensitizing yourself to just that moment of shock mm-hmm. where you're going to, and we do a lot of drills like so with our. Uh, defender courses formerly known as like integrated combatives um, or our women's self-defense stuff or a lot of things abduction training you know we try to go from zero to level five really quick to kind of give people that feeling of stress because you got to kind of desensitize yourself to that stress mm-hmm. first off so the way I generally explain this when we're doing um, a lot of things like in those classes uh, is that whole idea of the roller coaster. Uh, if you go to a theme park and you ride a roller coaster for the first time and it had that camera on you at that one big hill, you know, your face is all like, ah, ah, you know, and if you, when you see that, you say, I want to fix that. So you go back again and you do it again and it's not quite so bad. You go back again and it's not quite so bad. And by the time, fifth time, you're like looking at the camera pointing and smiling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that whole idea of where you're kind of desensitizing yourself to just that level of stress, mm-hmm. first off. That's kind of that first level of kind of getting yourself ready. And everybody can at least do that much. Mm-hmm. So then once you've kind of desensitized yourself to that stress, then you go to the, that next level of the sounds around you. Um, mm-hmm. Where, like, in our active shooter courses, where we talk about, you know, the sounds of people screaming. Um, we've even talked about, like, if you were in a movie theater, you've got the sounds of the movie, you've got the sounds of people screaming, There's, it's dark, there's all kinds of things that are affecting you, your sights, your sounds, um, and how those in and of themselves can be overwhelming to you to prevent yeah. you from going into what you've naturally trained for anyway because there's so many unexpected variables there. Now, when we're doing um, defensive shooter or... Uh, something along those lines, we'll take an, not defensive shooting. Like defensive, defensive pistol. Defensive shooting. Yeah, defensive pistol. 
will take after we've run the drills and uh, showed them defensive shooting tactics, things like that, and then we'll hand them one of the cert pistols or something, and we'll go through and... Yeah, we only do this kind of training with, like, training pistols, not real ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we don't want to be um, responsible. We want to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we'll take and we'll put them in the situation where they have to remember something and pay attention to a couple different things, all while we're banging kick paddles together, which sound very similar to a gunshot when they're being smacked against each other. Um, We'll be banging those together. Someone will be yelling. Someone will be screaming. Um, People will be hitting the people shooting with pool noodles. Yes, and they have to be able to... Now, but I can't say pool. (laughs) They've got... But they've got to work through that and be able to shoot and hit a target accurately through that. And it's amazing the responses we've gotten from yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like I had, some of them are, I had no idea how difficult that was going to be. And I yeah. never really thought about having to work through the noises and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you get some people that are like, I performed better than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And so you've got several different reactions, but all positive yeah all all glad that they did it because i don't think you ever realize how difficult it is going to be or if you can do something until you've tried the better or the more you have performed under that kind of pressure the better you are at being able to shut out that extra pressure Mm -hmm. uh you were talking about movie theater specifically uh one of the things that inspired this is i was um like something come up about that Aurora shooting within the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I was like reading about where the officers were going in and it was dark and the movie was still playing and people were screaming and gunshots mm-hmm. were going on and all of these things were going on. And some of the officers did not deal well with the situation mm-hmm. because there was so much going on mm-hmm. that it was so hard for them. Right. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, that is, that's the kind of stuff that will make or break people right mm-hmm. there. Is like, how, how are you going to do in that situation? And kind of taking that, even into that next level, somebody, I'd say like the average person, stress inoculation, and then kind of desensitizing yourself to the sounds and stuff like that, that's going to be where most mm-hmm. people probably are okay with stopping. Mm-hmm. You need to hit those two points. Though. Right. You need to be able to work through something, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to like get past just the stress of it to begin with. Um but after that, let's say if you're doing something like you're doing security, you are a police officer, you are in the military, you're doing something, you need to do something even further. Or just like, you're going to carry around a gun with you and maybe you want to take it to that next level. And that's where you're going to need to like desensitize yourself to the level of violence. And then, to be completely honest with you, I did not enjoy it, but I have done some of that training as well. Like I said, I have trained a lot of guys uh, in law enforcement, I've trained a lot of guys, even even military, uh, and, and trained with some of these guys as well. One of the things that when we were getting down to talk about blades and stuff like this, one one of the things that we were made to do was sit there and watch videos of actual situations where people are actually like in a knife fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we were doing um, we had to watch or look at pictures. Uh, like after knife fights and seeing just these horrible, gruesome Mm -hmm. wounds and stuff like that. And then there was like, they would make us do stuff where they put, I'm trying to remember what it was. 
they they put something on our hands and made us do drills where you would actually feel like it was like kind of slippery, like blood mm. would be, mm. yeah, um, never made any of you guys that's, do any of this. That's a whole nother level of I told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it, Kylie? <coughs> Desensitization? Close. Pretty close. Almost there. Like 95%. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy. No. I walked out of there with a much higher level of respect for knife fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a much higher level of respect to that idea. If I'm going to pull a blade, it is close in, it is dirty, it is nasty, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's something that will stick mm-hmm. in your memory. So, but yeah, we had to put, like, get stuff on our arms and then kind of like go, and in the process of doing that, when you're working with somebody, it would then get in your hands, and then it would be hard to hold the blade and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And this is why I'm such a big proponent now of like a, a, a knife that I carry with the retention ring. Right. Okay, and that and that's mm-hmm. why. So if anybody wonders, mm-hmm. like you guys anyway, wonder why that's it. That's that training. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I want the retention ring on that knife, mm-hmm. so I know it's not going to come out of my hand so easily. Right. Um, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like a good notch for your index finger to sit in. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I I got you. Yeah, see, I like my knife, but it's it's a lot smaller on the handle than I would like it to be because I got it before I did much training with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I prefer knives with some ridges on yeah. the handle too, and mm-hmm. not one that's just straight metal. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. Yep. Yeah, because I can guarantee you this from that training, mm-hmm. your hand will slide up and be mm-hmm. on the blade before you know it if oh, it doesn't yeah. have a really good stop. Oh yeah, especially mm-hmm. once you get that kind of because that's I mean it just. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, if, if you're if if it goes for any length of time, yep. you're running your hand on that. Oh, way. I know, I know. Retention rings are your friend. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now, do I think that the average person needs to go through that kind of training? Not necessarily, no. But um, did I find it beneficial to the level of like when I came back, the knife defense and the knife stuff that I taught had a realism that it never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody that's trained with me probably before and after, and I think you probably have, mm-hmm. I think this was during the time. Cause I think when you guys started, I was not, I did not do that yet. And when you, after that, somewhere in that range, Which I started specifically knife stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. From the knife, so the knife stuff that you learned yeah. when you started mm-hmm. versus the knife stuff that you've learned within the last several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's different. Very different. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that comes from a certain realism and level of training. Mm-hmm. So that's why I get so aggravated uh, when we see some of these bullcrap techniques. And we've kind of we I try not to make fun of people like online mm-hmm. and stuff. We did do like a, a a little quick TikTok thing where somebody was showing some really crappy mm-hmm. thing, and we had a, knife technique. Yeah, a knife technique, a knife defense technique. And we kind of made fun of it a little bit. And, man, I got all kinds of backlash and crap. You know, no, people, that would actually work. Or yeah, no, if she when was the one holding the knife, that would work. And we were like, no, it doesn't. It so doesn't. When you've been through the kind of level of training that I have with some of the dudes that I've been through, you <clears> learn really quick what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And my knife defense has simplified so much as far as we don't teach a little elaborate a bunch of techniques because most of this elaborate crap does not work. And when you start adding in the fact that, yeah, everybody, what they say, if there's a knife out, you're probably going to get cut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody can attest to that. We just had, uh, we did that knife week mm-hmm. a while back. 
uh, where we were doing stuff with markers, and there was not a single person, and I don't care what level people were at, how long anybody has been training, there's not a single person that walked out of there that didn't have marks all over their shirt mm -hmm. from getting knifed at some point in time. Mm -hmm. You're going to freaking get cut. Mm -hmm. And if you think that you're going to get cut and there's no blood going to be transferred. Yeah. Most of my cuts were on my hands. Yeah. I mean, just most of mine were up my arms. Most of yeah. mine were on arms and hands. And yeah. if you think none of that's going to get transferred mm -hmm. to the hand area where you're going to deal with yeah. either taking away, grabbing a knife or something. Right. You are sadly my mistaken. My sacrificial arm was very obvious. It was. <laughs> just like that left arm. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's kind of shredded. But at least mine, my right arm is Mine was is like all in between okay. my fingers. And mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. And I don't care what kind of level people are. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a person walk away from a training like that and go like, I'm completely clean. Nobody got me at all. And we're <laughs> talking about people that's been doing it for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Knives are just extremely unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Now, like we jumped really quickly into gunshots and yelling and all of that stuff. But there's another level of desensitization that we haven't fully covered. She and just that's really just... likes throwing around the fact she can say that we're no problem. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, go ahead. Y'all are reading into things. You should probably stop being so sensitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but we haven't really covered just getting punched. Mm -hmm. That's true. Like, yeah. straight up being punched in the face or wherever. Some people just have not been hit. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I grew up with four brothers. Like, there was the sucker punching thing. And <laughs> but I was just used to it. We used to rough house with my dad. And, like, there was a certain level that he did want us to get used to. There was no abuse or anything. But, <laughs> um, you need to be able to take it and recover. Take it. Yes. Like, once you realize no, that pain that. is something you can work through, mm -hmm. it opens up another level that some people just haven't been opened up to. They don't know what it's like to be punched. They don't know what it's like to yep. continue working through or continue fighting through that. And so it's really obvious whenever a kid hasn't roughhoused or something and they come in to take classes with us and uh, they get hit a little too hard the first time or they do something for the first time and it causes a little bit of discomfort and there's like immediate tears and panic and I don't want to do this anymore. I'm over here like, you're fine. Get up. Keep going. I'm sorry if I'm not super doting over you right now, but quite frankly, they, they barely touched you. You're just freaked out because someone's knuckle made contact with your arm. Like, you're okay. Really. I promise you. You are, you are going to make it. That's not even going to leave a bruise. Mm -hmm. Just, people don't realize what they can work through. Yeah. And they I mean, don't really, and it's so much the shock of being hit that they don't even really think about the fact that that is a completely tolerable level of pain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Boxing, kickboxing training, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, any kind of, basically, any kind of martial arts. I think everybody needs to do a little something in that. And I'm not I'm not saying Everyone that because this is be what I do. Everyone needs to be punched in the face a couple it's times. It's true. Mm -hmm. Everybody does because you need to learn that you are not going to fall over dead in the moment that happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact of the matter is, the more people would... And I don't care. You know, you go like, I'm not good at it. I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. Fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. What you need to learn is that you can deal with it long enough to keep yourself safe. Mm -hmm. If you develop no other skills other than the fact to know that when I get punched in the face, life is not over, mm -hmm. you would be a whole lot better off. Mm -hmm. 
even if you have no other skills whatsoever, just know that, boom, that one punch to the face is not the end of it all. Now, even defending yourself when you have injuries. So, like, let's say you sprained your wrist or something. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you can no longer defend yourself. There are other things that that you can do. So, desensitizing yourself to working through when you're having issues with something. Mm-hmm. Like when I dislocated my shoulder for the first time, I learned to do one-arm push-ups. It was a learning opportunity. I figured out how I can do different things with one arm. Um, learning to work through things like that now, that is another really important level of self-defense. Yeah. People thinking, oh, well, I'm just a sitting duck now because I've got this injured foot or... yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it be, learning to work through the pain is really important. So desensitizing yourself to pain, desensitizing yourself to stress, adrenaline, those are all really important aspects. Like I had someone find out that my shoulders come out of socket and joint really easily, and they're like, oh, so like in a self-defense situation, if that happened, you'd just be screwed. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. What I've learned from having it happen so much is that I can work through it, and I can show up to work the next day. And, you know, and still teach all of these techniques with one arm. (laughs) It's like, I am not screwed, actually. I have a better chance than a lot of people because I've learned to deal with it. She's not like the rest of her pansy generation. I can't stand that. They're like, so you're screwed because your shoulders are (laughs) joint. I'm over here like, that is not at all what I'm saying. Did you not hear the rest of my story? (laughs) Where it happens all the time and I reset it myself Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with it? (laughs) That's what I can't stand, is, like, people just assuming that if you have a problem, then you're all of a sudden weak. I mean, we're like, having an issue doesn't make you weak. Right. It's how you deal with it that determines mm-hmm. your level of strength. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That could be a good quote. Quote. Not a quote. Thank you. I'm very philosophical. I'm just kidding. If you start doing desensitization you know if you start training with these well, things I think pretty much any kind of training is certain level of desensitization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but when you so start much. doing that if you have trouble with it at first that doesn't mean that you're weak either oh goodness like, no. that doesn't mean that you're always gonna have trouble with it it just means that it's an area for you to work on but you've acknowledged it i mean if you acknowledge yes. it first then then you're already taking steps to fix it so, all right, so quick quick story time. You know, for me, I grew up, we were a male-dominated household, me and my brother and my father, and then my poor mom. Um, <laughs> we, we've already discussed the fact on the podcast, I know, uh, we broke basically everything that my mother loved. Uh, we, we've played rough all the time, um, rough house, uh, and then my brother and I were getting fights all the time. Um, you know, I, you. I, so I grew up kind of that rough-and-tumble kind of like household, uh, not in any kind of bad way. Everybody loved each other. Um, and, and eventually my brother and I liked each other again later. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's the way I grew up. So, for a long time, I didn't know how to take somebody that did not grow up like that. My wife did not grow up like that. She grew up in a very female-dominated household. And, and these were very both kind of traditional role kind of households. So, you know, very male-dominated household that I grew up in. Rough and tumble. Very female-dominated household. Very gentle. I think Julie said she punched her sister one time, um, you know, in the gut. Uh, and that was like the extent of their fighting other than that they would pinch each other. And I'm like, don't pinch me. I'd much rather be punched in the face. That's a side note. 
Anyway. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Somebody pinches me, I'm going to punch them. <laughs> I would, I would, I, I want my wife. Uh, but like, and she pinches me all the time. I can't, it drives me crazy. I ask her, please just punch me in the face. Don't pinch me. Um, I feel like we had this conversation of that like pinching or toe stubbing, anything along those lines is so much more irritating we did, to yes. us than uh-huh. being punched in the face. So anyway, um, so I have that. That's that's kind of my background. And I, it took me a long time to realize that not everybody grew up like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have some of the guys that I know, and they grew up. It was a male-dominated household. My thought process was, okay, rough and tumble. They kind of, no, they were never allowed to do anything like that. They were gotten on to very hard. There was no rough play. There was all this other stuff. They were just very gentle people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay and as they started to train that was something that they had to get past Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that that is bad i'm not saying that that is weak Mm -hmm. i'm not saying but i got to watch somebody who grew up in a household that was very different from my own grow in such a way to go from oh my gosh you just touched my face with your fist Mm -hmm. to like boom okay Bang, I'm coming right back at you. Yeah. You know, and, and when I say this, we if we're doing sparring stuff or anything like that, we're never trying to hurt the other person. The idea is to reach our fist out and touch the other person in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just want that little bit of, uh, I, don't, I don't know, pop. You know, nothing nothing to hurt anybody. You never yeah. will try to hurt anybody. Oh. Um, just to grab their attention. Yeah. Can you punching know? people be a love language? Because I feel like that would be one of yours. Probably is. <laughs> I think the love language, and I I don't know, this probably needs to be edited off the podcast. Uh, The idea that we did the love language test and mine is physical touch. And I think it's just different than what most people think of. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't like hugs, but. Uh, Exactly. I'm not a hugger. But you are so happy when you're sparring. Oh, I just, sparring and shooting stuff. I'm like, I'm I'm just so happy. Uh, I like, I like to shoot. My brain is just processing the, the whole that really is your love language? What, physical touch? Uh-huh. Believe it or not, yes. <laughs> I just blew Gentry's mind. Again, I'm, I'm processing. But see, usually, if it's if that's your love language, then how does it work? Something about the, you, you treat people the opposite. So you keep people at a distance because that is your love language. So you don't like people to touch you. I've only really noticed that with um, physical touch. More right, of. but that's something I was reading on it the other day. And so, in other words, you keep people at a distance unless you're very, very close to them. So you don't want anyone it feels to touch too you. personal. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I feel mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Cody, I'm being diagnosed right here. And, and Cody, my husband. So I feel like I'm being diagnosed right now. No, my husband it's my says second. the same thing. Physical touch is my second. My second is like gifts. My I don't really like to give gifts either. That's a, now you're you're saying things that like. Yeah. Wait, what did I say? I like to give gifts. I don't really like to receive gifts. Exactly. So that would be the the opposite of it would be. I have never lived it. If you're looking for any kind of uh, self-defense tools, tactical pins, tactical flashlights, stuff like that, uh, a decent SWAT knife I like on there as well, check out theatomicbear.com. Uh, and anything on there, if you use the coupon code, coupon code Impact Defense, it'll get you 20% off. So... Guys, I hope you have enjoyed this. I gave you a few tips. Uh, do not forget, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Go over there, write a review. Uh, we'd really appreciate some 
actual reviews to read. And uh, anything else I need to say? Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe, stay alert, and we'll see you in the next podcast. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.